We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATB Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. to know and be sober of the hour that we're in, Brad. We've got to be aware. I know right now uh, I'm under a lot of persecution because people think that I guess a woman shouldn't be warning about current day events uh, and that I'm a troublemaker type of deal. But the Lord has done what he has done for a purpose. The Lord brought me across this country. The Lord sent me to all these states. The Lord put me with all these ministries. The Lord uh, chose to do that with nothing, supernaturally provided. Uh, I didn't ask for this calling. This is what God did. And so I have to do it. It's not easy, believe me. Uh, I had a dream one time where uh, I was leaving a church. I've told this before, you may remember it, but I was leaving a church and it was revival fires, and I was so excited. And I go out in the car, I'm the last one leaving. I knew I was, I had filmed it, you know. And so I was the last one leaving, and these military trucks pulled up, and it was like 10 of them, like 10, you know, some tanks and some big trucks that looked like uh, semi trucks, you know, with the flatbeds and whatnot. And these guys got out that were like army men but they didn't look like the regular army they were like covered in their clothes were like all black and their eyes i looked in their eyes and their eyes looked like they was not human and i was like what the world and i knew by their eyes that they were coming to kill the christians they were coming in the church house and so I looked over to the left, and on the back of this flatbed truck was these uh, things that, you know, like those four and six foot long tables you use in fellowship halls and churches. And they're like this thick when they're folded up. Okay, you take that times two. And I knew that on that truck was uh, portable coffins. And then in this truck, I saw guillotines. And I'm sitting there in my car, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're coming to kill the Christians. They're coming to kill the Christians. And I started beating on the steering wheel, and I'm like, they're coming to kill the Christians. Stop all the fluff. You've got to warn the Christians. And then I woke up. Well, in the dream, I knew several things. Number one that this army that was coming to kill the Christians was not normal, which I know now means that they've been chipped. And it's like their soul leaves when they get the chip. 
they have no more conscience. They have no more good. Uh, they just turn evil because they sell their soul to the devil. So this army that's coming is killing us, coming to kill us. That's one thing I knew. The next thing I knew is that the guillotines uh, were meant to cut our heads off. Okay, and the next thing I knew is uh, stop all the fluff, which means my ministry will not be fun. It is to be warning, which comes with a lot of persecution. And the Lord has told me time and time again of the persecution I would be facing. And so, for instance, back up to 2017, when I took off on the mega revival tour, you know, I was so excited for President Trump and everything, and I took off on the trip thinking I was doing a rah, 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 you know, to the church like, we just got us a man in that's going to fight for the church, and we've got to hit the road and pull everybody together, and we're going to come together in unity, and we're going to take our country back, and blah, 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 blah. So I get out on the road, and I'm in instant shock at what the nation is. I'm like, what is this that I'm looking at? Like, what? It, it's not the way that we saw that we see it portrayed out here in the mainstream media and on these big ministries and stuff. When you get out there, it's like, oh my God, this it's so tainted. I mean, it's just sick, you know. And I didn't know exactly what I was looking at until I got to Houston, Texas. And they prophesied to me and said, the reason this tour does not look the way you thought it did is because the purpose of God sending you out is to show you the condition of the church. And I'm thinking, I'm out here rallying, uh, you know, for what it looks like. Mega revival, you know. So I think, I was thinking that I was out here rallying. But now that it's all said and done, now that God sent me to Washington to show me what he did, and now that I'm in this cabin writing these books and I'm putting everything together, now it all makes sense why God's had me do the things he's had me do, even though people don't understand it, over the past three years. What did God do on that tour? Number one, he had me go and pray and prophesy over six cities, remember? Those cities would be refuge cities. And they would be places that would be refuge when the tribulation comes. And it will be a place where prophets can come and have rest and go out and probably be martyred. You know, these are places that uh, God is going to supernaturally bless and whatnot and whatnot. But anyways, and to prophesy over corruption, to prophesy over the nation, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I go across the country, I do that. I do the four revivals on the north, south, east, and west. Each one of those revivals was a different purpose. The ugliness of the country was exposed through those. And then when I finished that, I did the march. Ten people showed up. I was so disappointed. I was like, what is wrong with the church? That they don't want to declare that Jesus is Lord of the United States again, that this is a Christian nation. And I'm out there preaching and I go into an open vision because remember my mom just passed away that year. And my dad was already passed so now I have no parents. But I went into this open vision. And I saw, because I was right in front of the White House. And I saw the great cloud of witnesses watching me. And I, I saw my mother there with them. And the Lord spoke to me right then. He said, you don't do this for numbers. It's not about what they see you doing. It's about what I, what we see you doing. Just obey me, daughter. So then it brought this peace like, oh, thank you, Lord. Like, I don't understand why I'm doing all this stuff. You know, because it's, uh, anyways. Okay, so the point is, to all of you out there that are angry about me exposing stuff, travel where I've been. Go where I've been. See the things I've had to see that I didn't want to see. You, <laughs> you walk the walk I've walked and go the places I've been and sit in these meetings I've been and tell me what you think. You have the heart for the church. You have the heart for the bride. And you see her being steamrolled by deception and then tell me what would you do about it or would you do anything? You're so quick to judge what would you do? If you knew that she was being steamrolled by deception 
So anyways, the point is, let's get into the Word. All right, so let's pray, and then I guess to go to church. I'm excited about going to church, and I pray that it turns out good. Okay, so let's pray. Lord, we just thank you and give you praise for this beautiful morning. Lord, we love you so much. We lift up your holy name this morning. We thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing in our country, all that you're doing in our lives, and preparing us, Lord, for war. We thank you, Lord, that you're preparing your bride as a warrior bride in this hour, Lord. So equip us, Lord. Smack us out of our stupor, Lord. Help us to be corrected, chastised, and rebuked in this hour so that we can be in ready and in position and not be deceived in this hour, Lord. Holy Spirit, come in this room. Thank you, Lord. And uh, teach us this morning. You're the great teacher, and you're the great guide, not a spirit guide. You are the guide. And so we give you place right now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's turn to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Y'all know I do the King James, of course. All right, let me clean my glasses here. All right. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by the gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come. Now listen, bride, this is to those that believe in pre-trib rapture just like I used to. It says the same thing in Matthew chapter 24. He's not coming until the Antichrist is revealed, which debunks the theology of pre-trib rapture. Okay, so it says, For that day shall not come, except there come a fallen away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now let me stop right here. When I first started serving the Lord full-time, okay, full-time ministry, almost seven years ago in Clarksville, Tennessee. The first minister, because God told me, you're going to travel and serve ministries, and they're going to teach you the backside of the ministry. And the first minister that I lived with, the Lord gave me a dream before I moved in with her, and the Lord told me, shut off the world. No television, no radio, no news. I want you to listen only to her and me. And I was like, okay. And guess what else he told me, bride? When you go in her house, you are to do this, 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 and this. That is a true prophet. Let me tell you why. Because God is going to have you respect the order of the house. So, I've had people come to my house and do all types of things. And I tell them, listen, the Holy Spirit will tell you to be in decency and in order. He will have you honor that person. You know, that's how he does me when I go to houses. But anyway, so he told me, this is how I want you to treat her house. And this is what I want you to do while you're there. He tells me all that before I even go in. So I go in and start going to her church. And she starts teaching that uh, the pre-trib rapture is not truth. And I was like, oh man, this thing rose up in my throat. I was so angry. I was like, this cannot be true. I have been taught, you know, Assembly of God. I've been, which is where I'm going today. This is funny, but uh, the Assembly of God, that's what they've taught this whole time is the pre-trib rapture. So uh, I go up there and the whole time I'm with this woman, it was three months I didn't believe her. In my heart, I meant. I just could not get it. So a couple of years later, I'm in my prayer closet. I think I'm homeless at this time. And the Holy Spirit, I'm still no TV, no radio, no news. And the Holy Spirit, I'm a lover of his word. So I start reading his word and I come across this and I'm like, hold on a minute. Let me read that again. It says, for that day shall not come 
except there come a falling away first, which we know is happening right now. Uh, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. What? Okay, let's go back to Matthew 24. And so I'm going back to Matthew 24. Now these are the scriptures that they use for the rapture. All right, so I go back Matthew 24. Okay. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? Now this is Jesus talking. When shall these things be? And by what sign shall be of your coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. That sounds like Kanye, doesn't it? I'm Yeezy. And shall deceive many. And you shall hear of rumors of wars. Wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, which is races. Kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places. Okay, all that's going to happen before he comes. For nation, okay, so all these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. What? Have we seen that yet? No, but are we going to see that? Yes where we will be brought up before the rulers and be killed? Yes. And then shall many be offended. Boy, we see this a lot today. And shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound. Boy, we see that in our country. A rampant amount of iniquity. And the love of many shall wax cold, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. When you therefore shall see, okay, pause, the rapture has not happened yet. And all this is going to happen before the rapture. And he says here, uh, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let him which be in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of the house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to his clothes. And woe unto them that has children, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so go on down to verse 21. This is Matthew 24, and it says, For then... Then shall be the great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should be no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man says unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders, which we have a great movement right now that is built on all signs and wonders. Uh, we have to make sure we don't uh, follow that right off into the Antichrist because he will show all that. Okay, so anyway, so it says back in Matthew 24. That we are going to see the Antichrist. We are going to see the man of perdition come on the scene before Jesus comes. And it says the same thing here in 2 Thessalonians. So when the Lord showed me this, while I was in the desert, of course, homeless, you know, in my process, getting ready for full-time, you know, while I was in full-time ministry, but getting ready for my promised land, the Lord showed me this. We're going to have to go through tribulation. And I was like, what? You're kidding. But that's what his word says. And then uh, because my minister that I lived with that told me that the pre-trib rapture was not true, she told me, she goes, it's the greatest deception. It's a new doctrine that just come out in the 1700s 
uh, when they came out with the Schofield Bible. And she said, the sad thing is, is when the Antichrist steps on the scene, when the mark of the beast comes to fruition, people will take it all because of that doctrine. And I didn't believe her back then, but when the Holy Spirit showed me in his word, because his word cannot be denied, when he showed me that, I thought, oh, man, these people. And now I am hearing from the bride that these ministers are telling their congregations, we can take the chip because if we're still here, it means it's not the mark of the beast because of this rapture doctrine. But the word says right here, we will see the Antichrist. We will be brought up before the rulers. Well, let's continue here. Okay, so it says, okay, so let's go back to, let's go back to verse 3 in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a fallen away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, the Antichrist. Number four, chapter, I mean verse four, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And I even wrote it in my Bible. The anti we will see the Antichrist because I was so shocked. Okay, and then it says, verse 5, Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now you know what, withhold what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now lets will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, which is the Antichrist, okay, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth. And I've had people lately call me all kinds of names. And it's like, oh my gosh, bride, oh, you should see this deer. Hello, deer. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, bride. There's the most beautifulest deer. Oh, he's gone. He had antlers about this high. He was so cute. Um, okay. But anyways, uh, so now I done lost what I, <coughs> I forgot what I was saying. On <coughs> I love deer. Uh. <coughs> what was I saying, bride? Somebody refresh me. I got distracted with the deer. <laughs> but the point is, is that in 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, it says, We will not, Jesus will not come until the Antichrist is revealed. We just read in Matthew 24, the same thing. Then, when I was reading Revelation, uh, when I was writing my book, let's see, my last book, Clarion Call to Unity and the Bride of Christ, I studied the, uh, the book of Revelation, and I asked the Holy Spirit to, to show me, like he did John, to reveal his word to me. And so this, in short, is my revelation from God about what is going to happen in tribulation time. And this is based on what my ministry will be doing over the next few years. It is preparing the bride to be the warrior bride, to not partner with the enemy in this hour, not to touch the unclean thing, not to go down the false Jesus road, but to keep herself separate and to keep that gown white, to keep her dress white, to keep her heart clean before the Lord so that she can endure and be strong when the great persecution comes, when famine and all this other stuff comes. She will be able to endure because she will be prepared. The ministries today are not preparing people to stand in that hour, and that's what my calling is. So I know that when I leave here and I finish these books, that is going to be my destiny. 
God has revealed all this to me. He's taken me all over the country. He's taken me straight to the top to reveal to me what is coming. And now I am going to be preparing the bride to stand and to equip the army. That's going to, I believe that is my fullness of destiny. And so anyways, uh, so to make it all in a short little synopsis of what's coming, okay, right now is the greatest uh, show of deception the country has ever seen. Now, when I was studying marketing, okay, when I was studying marketing, I understand target audiences, okay? So please hear what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to educate you a minute to some may not know this. Okay, if I want to have you evangelicals, if I want to have you believe something and to go along with an agenda, I'm going to talk your language, okay? So I'm going to talk about the anointing and the, you know, the giftings, and I'm going to talk about mantles, and you know, just the way that we talk in the church, our Christian ease, okay? So I'm going to talk to you the way that you understand and to get you to go along with this agenda okay I'm, I'm telling you how the enemy is is deceiving the world right now so what they have done talking about the beast what they have done is they have gotten all the top key people in all the different areas and spheres the mountains They've gotten all of them to push this agenda and to speak our language. The mainstream television networks of Christianity have been taken over by this Kabbalah, this Jewish, this uh, pushing into this Noahide laws. Uh, I saw something yesterday where they said God TV has been taken over by Jews. Uh, taking, a, I know a lot of people are thinking, this woman's an anti-Semitism. <laughs> Just bear with me, okay? So they have been taken over by all of this Hebrew roots, uh, mysticism, Gnosticism, Jesus. At the same time that they have all these people taking them back into these Hebrew roots, you have this false Jesus that is being taught of tolerance and mixing with the world and mixing with Hollywood and mixing with all these big entertainers and everything's coming together as one and and we just all need to love each other and everything is horizontal and we're all this one big great community and this is the greatest revival and awakening that's ever happened before but there is no power you know, it's denying the power thereof. It's false. It's fake. And so what they have done is they have brought in these big powers that be entertainers, and they are coaching them on Christianese, okay? And so they're coming in and they're saying the things that they want people to hear, but the actions are not backing them up. The very things that are very obvious that comes with Christianity is just skipping right over the church. They're not even seeing it. Why? Because all these big name preachers are backing up this deal. So they've all come together, partnering with other religions, partnering with the LGBTQ. But are they telling the church this, that they're doing this? No, they're not. They're just working with them behind the scenes. They're over there meeting with the Vatican. And they're over there partnering with the Vatican. They're on all these Vatican teams across the country. They're all pulling together with the Jewish Kabbalah, UN, Noahide, Orthodox, Jew agenda. Which is one day going to kill the church. But anyways, I'm getting all complicated here. Help me, Lord, to focus. Okay, so the great deception is here. Okay, so they have pulled everybody in by this false media, even in the church, in the masses, even magazines. We know some popular magazines out there that is pulling people in through all this. Okay, so they have got all these people across the world fooled while they have formed, not forming, but formed this one world religion. Okay, 
So they're, they're faking out the evangelicals and they're slowly cooking them in a pot. Okay, then you have the One World uh, Order. The One World Order is already in place. All it's waiting on is this one cataclysmic event to push everybody over the edge and to implement it, to implement 5G, to implement the Internet of Things. Okay, so what they have done is they've had all these meetings. Everything is set up. All it's waiting on is this one event. Okay, so the temple being built over in Jerusalem. Okay, they already did the sacrifice to the animal. They've already got the things in place. They're making it look like they're going to build in the future. I submit to you they're going to make it in an AI, artificial intelligence, virtual reality temple. So what they're going to tell people is, is if you want to be holy and you really want to celebrate Israel and celebrate the roots of Jesus, okay, just get the chip and you will be able, if you get it on your forehead where your mind's eye is, you will be able to go in the temple anytime you want to and worship Jesus anytime you want to through this virtual reality portal. And the sad thing is, you will have these big evangelical leaders pushing this and people will follow them off the cliff. And they will get the chip here because they want to be so holy. They'll get the chip here because they're not wanting to be like this or whatever. Or they'll get both where they can buy and sell and do all this because the rapture has not happened yet. So we can get involved in all this. Everything's just evolving, people. Okay? So the One World Order, the financial system. I did a show the other day, which, by the way, they took down. Can you believe that? The show where True News was over in Singapore and they were putting together the One World Financial System. They were saying, they were telling us in that broadcast, which got taken down, Brad, what's going to happen with this broadcast, with this financial system? No more banks. No more paper. Everything run electronically. Uh, they will store data in DNA. I mean, creepy stuff. And they were saying all the big, big wigs were there, all the big financial gurus, Facebook, Google all the powers that be in that, you know, world there. So, while all this is going on in Washington, keeping you distracted, keeping all the Christians tore up, keeping them, you know, tore up over the Democrats, who, by the way, are doing nothing but doing what the UN wants. They're together. But really, they're all together. It's just they want us to think that we are all, you know, fighting against this evil, but really it's the, all the evils working together, okay? So, while they're keeping everybody distracted, they're putting together the one world religion, they're putting together one world financial order, and they're putting together this one world government. So, all of this is happening while everybody's being distracted and drawn into this false move which is so deceitful okay so here's what's going to happen all right so this cataclysmic event's going to happen they're going to tell everybody you got to get chip we got such chaos out here so many people have died we got to know who you are we need you to take the chip so that we can keep up with the masses then the world's going to say how how did they have enough time to do all this because they've been telling you that the Democrats ain't doing nothing but sitting there fighting the president. <laughs> the truth is, the truth is, is that they're all fighting together. And they, I done got this thing all tangled up. But anyway, have y'all ever done this, Brian? Okay, so. Oh, well, I'll put it back. Okay, so. Uh, they're keeping everybody distracted and telling everybody that they're fighting each other, but really they're just keeping you distracted because they are going to... Thank you for liking my pearls. <laughs> uh, but they are working together, and they are actually doing everything, setting up for this new order that's coming. Okay, so this chaos is going to come. They're going to call everybody to take the mark. 
many Christians are not going to be prepared and they're going to just take it because the rapture has not taken yet. So this is what I see. The first half of tribulation is the mercy of God. This is that judgment coming. This is what I'm writing about in my books. I'm telling you in my books, what's the technology you need to look for? What's the symbols you need to look for? What is the things that they say and whatnot that you need to look for to know if they're false or not? Because, Brian, you can look at these pictures of these people with checkered floors, black and white checkered floors, covering their eyes and all the other symbols. You just need to know this kind of stuff. Okay, so... Uh, the, so the first half is the judgment where God's going to pull his hand back and allow everybody to get whipped a little bit so that they will cry out to him. The first half of judgment is nothing but God saying, please, people, come back to me. This is time is done. You have no more place to go. So you're either for me or you're against me. You're a weed or you're a tear. You're either going to say yes or no. Okay, so if they don't say yes through the judgments, Earthquakes, famine, pestilence, sword, chaos, you know, all the things that will be happening. If that doesn't turn the people, then you have the two witnesses that will be literal people. I know there's many teachings out there that says it's not, but I do believe it is. They will have signs, miracles, and wonders themselves, be in the city of Jerusalem, and be speaking. They can, you know, spew fire out of their mouth. They can do all kinds of stuff. They can speak to the wind. They can do this and that. You know, like modern-day uh, Elijahs, okay? So you will have the two witnesses that will be assigned to humanity. They will be, they'll be all over the news. They'll be mocked and made fun of, but they will be assigned to us, Okay? Then you will have the Antichrist kingdom being set up where they will be implementing the mark and you will have to choose that way. So there's many different ways that, the, that God is going to try to speak to his people to say, come back to me. It's better for you to die now and spend eternity with me than for you to live just these few little seven years thinking that you're outsmarting me and that you don't want to submit to me, and then you'll be spending eternally in hell. It's the, the first half of tribulation is nothing but the mercy. Because people say, we're going to be out of here in the rapture, and we're going to escape his wrath. I do still believe that, Brian. But I believe it's going to be mid-trib. Because of what his word says about the harvest, how they come to take his people home. So the first half is the mercy of God. Okay, so if people do not decide by all the different signs and wonders and calamity, there's no more hope for them. So when the Lord comes, okay, when he takes his people home, then the wrath is going to be poured out the second half, and it's going to be devastatingly terrible. It's so bad that God hides himself in the Holy of Holies. It's, I cried so hard when I read that, bride. There is a temple in heaven, and he hides himself in his own glory, in the glory cloud. And he says, come and get me when it's done. So the wrath that the angels will be pouring out is going to be bloodshed up to the horse's bridle. Terrible. We will not be here. But the ones that are still stubborn, the ones that still refused to, you know, that chose to take the mark, didn't listen to the two, and didn't listen to the chaos and everything surrounding them. They will face such horrible wrath. Then Jesus comes back. The first time Jesus takes, we leave with him. But then he comes back with us. Okay, then we have the battle of Armageddon. Then he brings his kingdom down. And that's when we reign for a thousand years and whatnot, whatnot. So I hope that helps you to understand. Okay, so let's get back in the word here. Okay, so, going back to verse 8, And then shall that wicked be revealed, with the Lord shall, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall, which I believe is when we come back with him, with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and wonders, the Antichrist, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. 
They refuse to hear the truth. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. And that's what's happening right now. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Remember, bride, what is righteousness? Righteousness is holy living. Living right. Okay? So if we are living unrighteously, that means that we are not uh, doing things according to the way that God's standards and ethics would be for Christianity. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast. And this is what I believe I've been called to do, to help you to stand fast. And hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Well, Bride, I hope this <laughs> encouraged you today about what is coming because... We, this, we cannot be in fear because we were called, we are called for such a time as this. So, where the Lord guides, he provides. Where he calls, he equips. So, I remember when I went to Washington and I was so scared, Brian. I was like, Lord, I have never done the news like this before. I mean, I've done uh, interviews and I've interview people on the streets and whatnot, but I haven't done it to that type of level. I was so scared. But I knew, okay, if you're going to call me in there into the press corps, you're going to help me to do this. And I, and the Lord gave me instructions. Remember, Bride, just like he did with that first lady minister? He told me, go in there and do this. Here's what the Lord told me in the press corps. Go in the White House and lay low. Be quiet for four months and I did and that funny he told me four months I did I went in there I laid low I just said hi to people when they spoke to me and I, I dressed very professional and I just stayed to myself and when I did my broadcast I did them outside away from everybody in my own little spot which all of y'all termed as the uh, burning bush uh, but I did it to the best of my ability according to the word that God had given me. Okay, so the Lord will equip us, bride, to go through what we are going through. And the Lord has already spoken to me my role in tribulation. You know, when tribulation comes, I will be traveling and I will be giving words and helping people with supernatural provision. Isn't that funny? That while it is sunshine and everybody else is... Uh, prospering I've been suffering and the Lord has risen me up you know and showed people that all it takes is obedience and then God will bring you to your promised land when that time comes it will be a sign and a wonder to others you know like I'll go and food will appear and and people will be healed and delivered and I'll be telling them don't take the chip you know I'm telling people today do not take the chip because you will be doomed to hell. You've got to get my book, the first book, Mark of the Beast, because that's where the Holy Ghost revealed to me what happens when somebody takes that chip. And why is the chip uh, so evil? The Holy Spirit revealed all that to me, and that's what I put in that book. So, I know what I know, and the persecution will come as it comes. But I still have to obey the Lord whether people like it or not. Amen. Thank you for sharing your something. Wisdom. Oh, well, thank you, Priscilla. A in the Faith Hall of Fame. I can't see it. Oh, Lord. I'm definitely not a hero. I'm, you know, I wanted to tell all y'all something. I've got a sin to confess. You know, 
the Lord, I've been single now 19 years. And, uh, you know, I've got issues I still have to deal with about my heart. And there's a reason. You know, I haven't gotten married in 19 years. And uh, the Lord's been telling me now it's going on four years that I'm fixing to get married. And that this prince, this Boaz, is coming. And so the Lord has been preparing me. And look what he's doing, Brad. He put me in this home with this couple that's in their 90s. Been married 71 years. And they're so in love. Like, it's like Jesus with his bride. I've, I've never seen such a love. You know, he... He watches everything she does. He caters to her. And she, she's got Parkinson's disease. You know, she's got her issues, but she can do no wrong in his eyes. She is beautiful to him. Even now that she's old, he holds her hand. She lays on him. She's always wanting to know where he's at. And I mean, just... So being here looking at this has brought up some things in me I need healing of, you know? And, like, I just need to forgive men, you know, because I've been so abused by men in the past, I mean. Like, one day I pulled up at uh, the gym. This was right before I left Alexandria, before I left Washington. And this man pulled in the same spot I was. He pulled in this way and I pulled in this way. So instead of him being a gentleman and backing out and letting the lady come in, he pressed forward like you get out of the way. So this routine, <laughs> I know none of you have ever dealt with this kind of stuff. This root come up in my throat. I was like, this evil thought come in. <laughs> come in my mind. I'm being transparent with you, Brad. <laughs> this evil thought come in my mind and I thought typical man. Typical man. Think you're better with me. <laughs> so I roll out. I was like, okay. So then he felt guilty. And so he's like, you come on. And I looked at him like, forget you. You know, I was like, you can take it, you selfish man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And so, I, I pulled off, and I went on down. I had to go forever to find a parking spot. So, I get on down, and I got, you know, forever away, and I uh, pulled in this parking spot, and I sat there, and I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. That was not good. And I, I told the Holy Spirit, I said, I need healing. Because I can tell that was a root that come up. You know, God will expose your heart. And it's because you only get exposed because he wants you healed of it. It's not that he's condemning you. It's that he's showing you, daughter, you got an issue here and you need to be healed. So I asked the Lord to forgive me then. Okay, so now I'm in this house. And I'm with this couple of a beautiful marriage. And it's bringing up these issues. And I'm like you know, help me, Lord. So last night, I spent some time with God. I was asking him to forgive me, you know, because this has got to be healed before I can love a man. You know, it's got to be, we've got to deal with these things. And so God brought me here for this. I mean, people think it's weird that I would go from the White House, you know, to uh, this cabin and help these old people, you know, like to some people would think that this is so beneath a person But when you're in ministry You just obey the Lord even in things that you don't understand. But now that I'm here I Understand God brought me back low and he is revealing more things in my heart about my Feelings of being, what it is, is being submissive to a man. I have to be submissive. I mean, to the Lord, I can be submissive all day long. I can obey Him. Why? Because I know He is my husband. I know He always looks out for me. He's always going to be good to me. He's not going to be 
pushing me down and not allowing me to obey the Lord and telling me you can't uh, go out here when the Lord told us to go on 20 bucks and travel the entire nation. No, because common sense says we don't have the money and that car is not good enough to take you. You know, God will not squash me. And so I've got to get over this feeling of that a man is going to hold me back from my full destiny. Do y'all hear my heart? Am I talking to the wind? My destiny is so big on my life, I'm so afraid to trust a man with it. You know, because when I, I have prayed with women that feel like they can't do anything because their husband won't trust them. He won't let them be their, be their self. And that's... I, it's a fear I've got to get over. I've got to push forward to be able to trust someone with my life. I mean, men don't understand what women give up to be a wife. We give up our entire identity. We put our identity on you. And can we trust you? I mean, are you close enough to the Lord that I can trust you in my destiny? That I can, when I tell you something, you tell me no, that it's going to match what God would say? You see what I'm saying? Like, anyways... So being here, whew, whew, that's why I need to go to church today and hit that altar. <laughs> I, need, I need to hit that altar because I need some healing. You know? <laughs> but all I'm trying to tell you, Brad, is God knows exactly what he's doing. Just trust him in the process. So he will burn, sift, and pull up all these roots, you know, because... He, God knows what I want, what my heart's desire is, but he knows what it's going to take for me to get over here. In order for me to have that type of marriage and that type of life, I'm going to have to change. Do you see what I'm saying, Brad? So it's a process, and I have to trust the Lord in that process, and I have to go where he tells me to go and do the things he tells me to do in order for me to get to that promised land. So, anyways, I just wanted to be honest with you. I've been transparent with you all these years. So when that day comes, bride, you better get ready. <laughs> all right. I love you, and I'm headed to church. So y'all have a good day, and I pray that you'd be really blessed. What would you say? Deborah had a wonderful something husband who allowed and blessed her calling all he will bless you with this too oh amen all right bro god bless